Welcome everyone to the Conscious Father Show. This is Tom Hillgardner, and I'm joined with co-host Alex Hurd. And today we've got a very rich and exciting topic that we're going to talk about. It, it's a topic that can be uh, a little heated because uh, there's so many different angles and so many different perspectives on the topic. And we're going to talk about media screen time for our children, how much screen time our children should get. Uh, there's wide-ranging opinions, and we really want to just put an emphasis on that. We are not coming from a place of uh, judgment. We're not coming from a place of telling parents what they should or shouldn't do uh, with their kids, but really more about helping you as a father and as a parent to listen to your inner voice and to know uh, when you feel like too much is too much. Uh, some people may say no TV at all at certain ages, and some people may say, hey, I don't see it as a problem at all, or you may find yourself somewhere in between there. So we've got a lot of rich things to talk about today, but um, join with me. Uh, Alex, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing great, man. I'm looking forward to getting into the, uh, into the subject. And, uh, you know, before Rowan and Amron were born, Jen and I were those parents that were like, you know, when we have kids, we're not going to just plop them in front of the TV as the babysitter and allow them just kind of hang out and sit there. It's like, we're going to engage them. We're always going to play with them. We're going to talk. Um, well, about a year into Rowan being born, she was plopped in front of the TV. And, uh, and so what the, I want to start by talking about like, why, why do we do that? Right. Mm. And, um, and quite frankly, for, for me, and we've been thinking about a lot, about it a lot recently, Rowan seven, Aaron's going to be five. They watch, they watch a fair amount of TV and Rowan is on her iPad a lot. And so I started doing some inner thinking why, why do, why does that happen? And quite frankly, if I'm going to be candid and I'm going to be authentic, partly it's because I don't want to be playing with them all the time. And I don't want to be hanging out with them all the time. I don't want to be at their beck and call all the time. And the easy, and sometimes I'm selfish and sometimes I'm lazy, you know, and I, and I know you and I have talked about that word lazy and what it means. Right. But, um, and so sometimes the answer is let's put the TV on. That's going to buy me the time to do the dishes. That's going to get, buy me the time to surf the internet. That's going to buy me the time to, to just not have to be doing something. With them. And that's, and that's truth. Mm -hmm. um, that's the, that is the very candid, real truthful answer. But then there's the other side of that is, is what is that doing for them? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, you know, thinking about this topic, um, you know, I'm only 32 years old at the moment. Um, but looking back on my childhood, I can think of more being outside, playing with my kid friends, being, you know, hide and go seek or uh, basketball or chipping golf balls in the backyard or, you know, whatever, whatever it was. But I, I saw my life and I can imagine you, you're about 10 years older than me. And, and, you know, looking at my parents' generation, you know, the older generations talk about how sweet childhood was, you know, the innocence of how kids could entertain themselves with a couple of sticks or a twig or something, right? Yeah. I did some research on this topic and, you know, the research that I'm going to kind of share in the call today, and I know you've got a real life uh, uh, story that, you know, happened over the last week or so with your kids, and I want you to share with us in a minute, but the real life um, statistics and research that I'm going to share are things that I felt as I, as I read them, it wasn't like I was just writing down stats. It was like, this is really actually was meaningful to me. Um, two organizations, the Henry J. Kaiser Family Foundation 
and the American Academy of, of Pediatrics both showed that the average child watches seven and a half hours of television, whether that's iPad, iPhone, TV, or whatever. Seven and a half hours of television a day. A day. A day. And that's the average. You know, that's, that's the average. So you have some kids that are watching a lot more. Of course, some kids that aren't watching as much. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> so, so, yeah, right? So, so another, another interesting thing that I saw was that it takes a child four seconds to process an image and make meaning out of it. So if you're sitting there watching television and your child is just walking through the living room to go get a toy and there's a murder scene or there's some violent act going on, it takes that child four seconds to see the image. One, two, three, four. And have a whole meaning of processing. And for me, as a, as a conscious father, I want to try and preserve the innocence of my children. There's so much going on in the world today of violence and chaos, and there's also a lot of good. I don't want to ignore the good that's going on as well, but there's so much of that going on that I want them to remember what it's like being in nature. I want them to remember what it's like going out and playing with their friends or their siblings or, or being able to entertain themselves with something very little in home. Um, so, um, I've got some more stats that I want to share, but I want to kick it over to you, Alex, and uh, I want to hear what, what's going on. I haven't heard this story yet. So, you know what? I, I, I'll see if the, if the flow of the show goes in that direction. Like, I'll, I'll talk about that story, but I just wanted to really touch upon what you just said. Great. I, I've given, um, I haven't, we as a, a husband and wife and, and father and mother haven't given enough um, energy to what you just shared. The idea that it takes four seconds for, for a child to formulate uh, you know, process that information because there's a lot of times where Jen and I will be watching a television show and just because we're interested in it, they come strolling in the room, but we're interested in the show. We don't turn it off and we just say, oh, well, they'll, they'll be out of here in a second. They'll get what they need and then they'll leave and we can continue to watch the show. Um, so I haven't thought about that enough. Mm. Uh, and yesterday morning I was getting ready for work. It was about five o'clock in the morning. And this isn't the story I was going to share. This is just something that came yeah. to me. Uh, yeah. Amryn woke up, she was in the hallway, and she said, I had a nightmare. So I brought her back to her bed. I said, what was your nightmare about? And she said, well, I was just, just trying to have a play date, and, and Amryn's five. And I was just trying to have a play date, and these men came into our house, and I had to kill them. And, and uh, granted, it was a nightmare. Yeah. But that, that coming from a five-year-old, whether she knows what that really means. Yeah, sure. Right? Yep. But it, it comes from somewhere, you know, and that's that – I'm, I'm willing to bet because Jen and I don't talk about, talk about those things in, in front of the kids, but we certainly watch television shows where that is flashing up on the screen, whether they're walking through the room to get a toy or, or whether they're sitting on the couch and we're just too engaged in whatever we're watching to shut it off. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's crazy because I'm, I'm actually not a, a big TV watcher myself. I have my own problems with uh, my, my checking email and checking Facebook, which I will admit is something that I am working on being more mindful. And it does kick me in the rear sometimes because, you know, sometimes I'll just go there and then I have this thought of, why are you going there? You just went there 15 seconds ago, you know? Yeah. Um, 
but, but, you know, I am a sports watcher like yourself. I love a good sports game. I love to put, turn on my football or my baseball or my basketball and, you know, just w check out and watch a, a good game, get into it. And it's amazing how even the commercials these days, you can, you can get an NCIS commercial or one of these crime investigating commercials that are 30, 45 seconds long, and you've got dead people laying on the ground and guns pointed right into the camera. And, you know, it's, it's amazing how you don't even need to necessarily be watching a violent show right. for kids to be able to pick this in. And I also wanted to throw in that, you know, you have a seven and a five-year-old. I have a two and a almost five-month-old. But this is also true for parents that have teenagers, you know, kids that are older than what we're talking about right now. Um, for where we are within our times, technology is picking up so fast. I did the research on this, Alex. Can you, can you guess when the first iPad, iPad 1, when it was first released and how much it was? I'm going to say 2006, $99. Amazing. And I probably would have said the same thing. The very first iPad one that came out was April 3rd of 2010. Holy crap. Six years ago. <laughs> and it was retailed, the, the, the smallest version, at $499, which meant that, you know, lower income families, some many middle class families weren't going to be able to afford the iPad. So just within a few short years where iPads are now given out randomly, you can sign a contract and get an iPad for free. Everyone's having, and I'm, I'm throwing into the category iPad with the droids, the Samsung, the whole mobile devices. Rowan's been issued an iPad through school. Each, each student in her school has an iPad that they take home from school. Wow. Okay. And that's, she's seven. And she's seven years old. Okay. All right, so, so you know, it's, it's amazing how um, I, I'm not promoting that, that screen time is bad and all, but what I, what I do believe is that too much screen time for my children, um, the images are coming at them so fast that it doesn't allow them to, to be in touch with the breath, with the body, whereas being, you know, outside playing with kids or playing in the home, things are happening and it's happening at a quick, much quicker level than you and I are, which is one of the reasons why we sometimes want to sit our butt on the couch and not play with them because yeah. <laughs> things are happening so fast. But, but compared to media where it's flashing constantly, what it does is it creates a, a, a disembodied, distracted mindset. And when you turn that mobile device off, the mind is still running at that same pace and for me Alex whenever I go out and I know you're the same way it's one of the reasons why I love you um, when I go out into the community I like to engage people with eye contact and with a smile you know whether it's at the grocery store or just walking past somebody you know while I'm walking the kids and they're walking their dogs or whatever it is and there's so many people now that whether they're on their devices or they're not, they're so in their head, they're disconnected from their body, they're so in their head that it's challenging for them to even come to a sense of connection with life. Yeah. Where they smile. You know, so, uh, but, but 
what I feel is really important to, to know is that with your kids at five months and two and then almost five and seven, who is the driver behind monitoring that? Mm. Driver behind that. And it's, it's me, it's you, it's Cher, it's Jen. We get to drive the bus regarding how much of something we allow. And sometimes it's because we want to give them that little opportunity at the end of the day to have a half hour of TV just to snuggle up and hang on the couch as a family. Um, sometimes it is a matter of our convenience because we don't feel like doing something with them right now and we know it's going gonna, it's gonna to take the burden off of us. You know, the other day I was sitting... And I was sitting on the couch and Jen, uh, Rowan had something on TV and I looked over at her. She didn't know I was looking at her. It, there was this almost lifeless gaze coming out of her eyes while she was watching television. Yep. The body was like melted into the couch. It was slumped. Uh, and there was almost nothing going on. I couldn't see any, I don't mean this to sound too extreme, but there was almost no life. Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, and, uh, and you know, we always talk about, oh, in my day, in my day, in my day. Um, I think it's a matter of, of opportunity, right? But we didn't have iPads when we were growing up. We didn't have the level of computers that they have now when we were growing up. Um, we had different things. We had different outlets. But for me, it was the same thing. It was getting out after I did my homework and playing with all of all of my friends. Now, now they have, there are just so many different options, but we drive the bus regarding how much we allow of that. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, and I know my son, he loves Thomas the Train. And, and I want him to have a little bit of Thomas the Train. Um, and I think that what you said earlier, a couple of points that you hit on, as a conscious parent, um, this is not about being, you know, first of all, if you're listening to the show right now, forgive yourself. If you're feeling any kind of shame or any kind of guilt because you feel like you may have put your kid in front of the TV to distract them so that you can have time to yourself, whether it's productive time of laundry and dishes or whether it's just time for you to be able to not have you know, responsibility over your kids, yeah. give yourself. Give yourself a moment to say, okay, that happened. That happened. And today is a new day. Moving forward is a new, new moving forward. And it's amazing how children, whether they're teenagers, whether they're toddlers or, or anywhere in between, younger or older, when the TV or the media is turned off, they amazingly know how to occupy themselves. Yeah. They amazingly know how to occupy themselves. Isn't that yeah. true? And so what, what, I'm, what I'm finding is um, Rowan, the oldest one, she, she is the one that, hey, can I go on my iPad? Can I go on my iPad? Can I put the TV show? Can I put the TV show? And it's, it's become this like habitual mindset for her. Um, but when you say, you know what? No, you, you can't use the iPad. You can't use television. Well, maybe later on when we're getting ready for bed, we'll sit down as a family and watch a little bit of television. After that initial them embracing and accepting that you've said no to the request, it takes about one to two to three minutes where they do, they start entertaining themselves because there's no other option but to. Mm. They, uh, she finds her artwork. Uh, she finds her her math problems. She has all these different math problems that she likes to do. So if you give them the opportunity, but you, it's you got to stay strong. <laughs> Sometimes I find you got to stick to it. Yeah, fight the urge just to to give into the convenience of it. Absolutely, and you know this this topic has been on our minds all week because we've been knowing that this is something that you and I are going to talk about. And so, one of the things that I love about 
having something on my mind like this and what my hope is for viewers is that this will plant a seed that later on in their week that this will be on your mind you know you'll be thinking about media time for your kids and you know as I was thinking about that it really made me come to myself in a way of going for me to, to for me to, to bring children up into the world that are conscious that are mindful that are compassionate and caring for other human beings and that when they go out into the world they they go out with that care they don't go out with that distraction they don't go out with that um, attention deficit disorder or whatever you want to classify it under they go out as themselves but in a given moment where an opportunity arises for them to extend a warm smile or a, a holding a door open or a hello, that they're present enough to be able to extend that. And what really came to me, Alex, was for me to be able to bring conscious children up, I need to engage with them. Mm. I need to be a more active role. And even in those moments where my inner voice is going, I just want to, you know, I just want to go check some emails or I want to go do some laundry or anything but this. Sometimes, you know, it's almost, I feel like cranking the lawnmower, you know, just getting them going and engaging them with sometimes five, 10, 15 minutes can, can create the imagination in their mind and the world that they're creating that can last for them a couple of hours. Yeah. You know, man, I, uh, I, Obviously, this this is an important subject for for both of us. And, and originally, like I, I had it, I was going to go down a couple of different avenues, but I realized that what we're talking about right now is enough because we can revisit this. Because the the other things that I would like to share revolve around what we're talking about, mm. but go down a different avenue. And yeah. it's okay to wait and, and share that later. Yeah, absolutely. And we will. We will be back on this topic because this is a topic that's loaded with stuff. Um, just as we close, I just want to say a couple of things for, for those parents that are really into counting calories. I myself am not, but this may land for you if you are. Um, research has shown that an hour of watching television um, equates to 167 calories of consumption. Holy crap. One 12 ounce Coca-Cola is 138. So you're basically drinking, you know, without the sugar, uh, you're basically, you know, adding. So obesity and attention, all of these things can become um, uh, realities of too much television. And yeah, actually, in case, I should be a sumo wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> Holy crap. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Um, and the last thing I want to just say is I want to promote with this show, I want to be an advocate for No Media Week, No Screen Week, which is May 2nd to May 8th, ah, 2016. Cool. Um, this is a week where um, I don't know exactly which organization put this together, but I'm, I'm, I'm backing it up. And I and my family are going to do that outside of my own personal work stuff uh, from May 2nd to May 8th we're going to honor the No Media Week and really engage as a family. Wow. I'm going to have to start prepping my kids right now. They're going to need about three months of preparation. <laughs> well, that's why we got the show going on, brother. Hey, right, it's, been, it's been great, man. I'm so glad that you were able to uh, share some of the things that you shared and look forward to having more conversations around this, Alex. Yeah, sure. We're going to need to because there's uh, some serious stuff out there that needs, uh, needs to be talked about. Absolutely. All right, Tom. All right, man. Bye.